Hey everybody, welcome to a what was called a bacon wire Christmas. That what I'll, that's what I'll call the episode. Um, we're recording- well, technically we're recording on Festivus, so it's a bacon wire Festivus. <laughs> yes, that's that's what I should call it. So, um, so starting out, does anyone have any grievances to air? Hmm. I have quite a few with with the soft people of Michigan State Twitter, but that can wait for another day. That would take a whole episode. I'll get into those people later. Yeah, the softies who who piss and moan, and then when we get a good recruiting class, they're like, oh, nothing ever happened. I don't chuck them out. Um, Yeah, what if I – because I could be considered one of those softies, but I think you can say that I keep that same energy. Yeah, I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about the the tryhards who try to be Brett. Is Is that a pretty good way to put it? Yeah, um, but they just don't maintain his his momentum and his his optimism. With um, every big fish, there's a leaf leech on the belly. <laughs> That's good. Um, yeah, we're recording during the blizzard of 2022, which I mean, it's cold, but like we've got maybe five inches on the ground. It's nothing crazy. Yeah, the problem is is it's so windy, right? That it keeps kicking the snow up and and no one's plowing because they're like, it's just going to fucking kick it up anyway. Well, the plow came in my, it came to my uh, drive or my street, like at 7am. I could not believe it. Yeah. I never shovel our street. I have not been so lucky. So. Well, thoughts and prayers, you know, we'll, we'll get you out of there. Um, You know, hopefully, but um, let's talk. uh, Let's talk some recruiting. So I'll let you guys kind of steer the ship. I'm honestly, I'm catching up. I, I paid attention to national to early signing day, but I really don't know the, uh, the X, the X's and O's or like the, the details of what happened. I know we flipped a big time quarterback from Washington state and um, got a couple other late, late minute signees, but um, I'll let you guys kind of go like Carter. I mean, Carter SD, just go for it. Yeah, nine I mean, five stars. Yeah, nine five. Yeah, nine four uh, stars. Sorry, nine four stars. Definitely oh, nine by far stars. the most. Nine five stars would be nuts. Yeah, nine four stars. Definitely the most in school history. Um, you know, I I think we can kind of save the macro the macro trends towards the end, like the college football wide stuff, because there is a lot to talk about there. But focusing just on Michigan State, I mean. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm so, I'm still so fucking bitter about this season. I'm still so bitter. And it was just, I don't know. I, like, this is a solid class. Okay. These are going to be great contributors to some pretty solid teams. But, but, you know, if we're, if we're being real, Mel's got to start landing big fish. I mean, that's been my big takeaway is he's been, you know, we've been in on some of these guys and we were always the bridesmaid, never the bride for some of these big recruits. And, you know, whether we need to like get the bag dropping organization together or we need to make, or we need to close better on some of these guys, 
I don't know. But, like, I'm only holding Mel to the standard he set for himself when he got here, right? He didn't say, like, we're going to have solid classes and we're going to be going to Indianapolis one out of every three years. He said, you can win a national championship here. If you can't recruit at Michigan State, you cannot recruit. And there are some great guys we got in this class who have had who had some outstanding offers. Right? But offers don't tell the whole story. And just even if he had managed to keep Kedrick Riscano, I think I would have a bit more positive outlook. So the fact that, you know, it's a solid class, okay? It's the best class in school history, yada, yada, yada. I'm more concerned with the lack of turnover in the coaching department going forward than I am with recruiting. Because like I said in our post-mortem, behind the scenes, Mel is doing everything right to turn Michigan State into the next Clemson, the next Georgia, right? He's doing all the things that are necessary. But he's not landing the big recruits. And his on-field decision-making has been questionable to piss poor. So it's hard for me to, you know, this is a great class, best class in school history. These guys will be great. But I don't know, after this season, I needed more. I'm sorry, I needed more. I needed a little more. Well, I'll tell you about some of the guys we got. I'm really thrilled about, I'm really thrilled about the philosophy of this class. And that's, building you look at you look at the top you look at all the four stars and they are all defensive line or offensive line is a you know quarterback tight end but it's it's by job edge rusher andrew DePape, defensive line jalen thompson defensive line stanton rommel offensive line Keyshawn blackstock offensive line cole dellinger offensive line so that's where elite teams that's where they're built you don't see elite teams without top tier offensive lines and run games. And you don't see like you see what Georgia did last year. Like I'm not saying, of course, obviously we're not Georgia because that's like the greatest built defensive line of all time. But you look at what Michigan State's doing, it's the same philosophy. I mean, that the defensive line that was built in the team that that Michigan State or the Georgia team that won the national title was a lot of the guys that Mel Tucker recruited. Like Jordan Davis was one of those three stars, I believe. And then he went on to be a top 15 NFL draft pick. And obviously, you know, it's, it's the same philosophy. We don't know what the results will be, but I mean, it's, it's promising on paper as of now. Uh, And then you look at some of the lower level guys. I mean, you see Chance Rucker, some have him as a five-star, some have, or not a five-star, four-star, I keep forgetting. Some have him as a four, some have him as a three. Um, he's from Texas, so is Jalen Smith, the newest wide receiver recruit. But those guys are both from Texas, so Texas three-stars. 
you know, you have to get the chart out to, you know, Georgia five star, Michigan two star, Texas, whatever, you know, the, the conversion chart. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously the, the talent in Texas is better than most states. Eddie Pleasant, he's from Florida. Uh, Isaiah Johnson, this was a guy who a lot of teams were after late in the cycle. I think Jalen Smith, it was uh, Will Hunter brought it up that uh, um, P.J. Fleck offered him, and P.J. Fleck has a good eye for finding those diamond-in-the-rough wide receivers that turn into stars like he did with Tyler Johnson, Rashad Bateman, Chris Ottman-Bell, those guys. So the fact that he he saw Jalen Smith, uh, but now we have Jalen Smith, so he could end up being a good player for us. Then Sean Brown, they flipped from from uh, from Arizona. He is from Simi Valley, which I find funny. If you've ever seen Real Bros of Simi Valley, does he burn? I don't think he burns. I I honestly hope he burns and doesn't get burned because he is a defensive back. And then there's Jalen Barberin. Um, he's fast, and you can use him all over the field. Special teams, offense. Uh, so that's kind of just a quick breakdown of the class, the rank 23 on two, four, seven. So that's, and I mean, this is just the start. I mean, if you look at 20, if you look at 2024, it's early, but it has all the makings of being even better than this class. I mean, Michigan state is now in the top 10. I mean, this was, didn't really come as any shock, but David stone dropped his top 10 today. Michigan state was on it. Not really a shock. Get at me when it's like three or five or whatever. I, I've heard from a lot of people he's not. It's it's probably Oklahoma. We'll we'll change that. Yeah. He's got if 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 he has Michigan State profile pictures on Twitter and Instagram and the and he's and he doesn't go to Michigan State, I'm gonna be a little bit concerned. But I, I will throw Mel on the hot seat if he doesn't land David Stone. He's begging. Whatever Oklahoma offers him, all we have to do is counter it. That's all we have to do. Is really is a match it. All right. Ishbia's Ishbia has some liquidity issues right now. That's <laughs> fine. But we gotta go to Steve St. Andre, you know, wake Gilbert up from whatever fucking bullshit what is, he's been stuck in. God, what are what is Gilbert? Get this, doing? Get this bag together. Get Tom Gores and Alka Seltzer and <laughs> Yeah. Tom Gores, shit. Tom Gores could have the David Stone bag ready. With could have the David Stone bag ready with three inmate calls to their families. Get this fucking machine going, man. Yeah, we could. He's got the sons now, man. We got to drop bags. We got to do something. Like, we. This is the other thing I'm concerned about. Like, yeah, let's talk NIL. It's getting scared. Yeah, getting scared in bag wars. No, we. Alumni own 10% of NBA franchises. Our most famous athletics alumni is literally a billionaire. Like, we got to get these bags together. I I don't know if Mel, like, like also this class kind of feels like a we did it the right way class, which fine, but you can pay, you can just pay them out right now. Like, let's get it. Let's get this go. Let's get this. Let's get the collective going. Do we even have a collective? Besides like SD4L, whatever the fuck that is. There's like the NIL club. There's the NIL. But that's player led. That's not, that's not a, that's not an alum. That's not a booster collective. And there's not much going on. Say then that's just Spartan dog for life. 
So I, like we need to get it. We need to get a collective going. I don't know. Like we're three assholes. Carter's in a Santa hat. Like we need to like, we need to, we need to coordinate a collective. I like, I can't believe more MSU fans aren't talking more outright about this. Like, Get off your fucking high horse. Let's drop some fucking bags. It's literally when Mitch tweeted at Spartan Dog for Life, like, do something. Like, he tweeted that meme of a, a spoken the spoken the dead thing with a stick. And they were like, oh, stuff's coming soon. Yeah, right. I'll believe it when I see it, bud. Get the fucking money together. Don't, don't do hoodies or any of that shit. Just go... Here's one and a half million dollars. Offer these families houses, man. Get them houses, cars, whatever. It's all on the table. Everything's legal. Improvements. Offer them those or offer them, yeah, offer them whatever they need to move here and be comfortable. Get them here. Get the family here. Do it. Everything is legal. There is nothing that is illegal anymore. Because no, the NCAA. The NCAA isn't going to enforce shit until Congress decides to until until Congress decides what to do. Right. They're not going to fucking enforce shit. Everything's on the table. Fucking do it. We'll see. I, I don't have much faith right now. If I'm going to be honest, I neither do I. I. It's like it's a show. It's a show me phase now. Show and me. We should though. We should. We should feel we should not feel like bad about it. Like we should think, oh, look at all the billionaires we have. Like we should be dropping money to everyone. Stephen Ross is do- Ross donates a shit ton of money to Michigan, and like you know, and the minute Tom Brady, I don't give a fuck about donating money to the school directly. Like, like Michigan, Michigan's top ten in NIL. It drop fucking bags, okay? The like the like the. Like the stuff Mel did, that is for a moral, like controlled market. Okay, you can tell we're not in that. We're not in that. We are in a bag where people are just dropping bags in the open. It's old school recruiting without the cover of darkness. It is in the light. Um, Drop fucking bags. Do it. Everybody's doing it. It's, it's yeah, it's a wild ball west. It's open. Like, didn't there was a kid who like flipped to two different schools in one day, right? Like he committed to Oregon and then like I forgot where he went, but it was he kept saying respect my decision. And <laughs> so Brandon Walker said, You didn't even respect your own decision. Yeah, that was so funny. Um trying to figure hey, out I think it was Peyton Bowen. Yeah, that kid. Speaking of speaking of flipping and things like that, this is actually something that bothers me a little bit that I will be critical of our staff for. I don't even care if you don't land the guy, but like Dante Moore flipped to UCLA. This is what I'm concerned about. You didn't even get the kid on campus for a visit. Like it's a it's a it's an hour and a half drive west on 96. Like even even if you don't land the kid which was probably never very likely like just get him on campus for a weekend like it's i don't understand why that you can't make that make at least that happen like if there was if there was any truth to the rumor that he was getting cold feet about moving out west 
He went to UCLA. That's I think farther out west than Oregon. I'm stupid. You have to. You have to. Yeah, a little bit. It's it's a little bit more west. Yeah. Still, it's not closer. <laughs> yeah, so like, it's not like that's he the went part to. I, that's the part I don't get. And it's not about landing Dante Moore. It's more about the optics of it. It's like, look, Michigan State kept. It's like, say he did come here. It's like, look, Michigan State kept the five star from the state of Michigan home, like the top three kid in the class, the top quarterback. Look what <sighs> that would do for recruiting in the state and just nationally. Like, it's like, okay, look, you can see who the big boy in the state is of recruiting. That's that's where I that's why I'm bothered by the fact that they didn't even get him to be on campus. Yeah, that that was bullshit. It you know, like like in and of course Mel's not gonna say like yeah Ross L's your fucking done bud in his like signing day press conference. But if he's dead serious about not making any changes or if he can't re like here's the thing a coach's priority should always be to rehome. Okay. I think we're all in agreement. If you're able to rehome a guy, that's what you should do. But if you can't rehome Ross Ells, fucking fire him. Yeah. If you can't find a Mac school to take him. If yeah, Mac schools don't even have <laughs> dedicated special teams coordinators. He cleared the coaching waiver wire. <laughs> Power fives. <laughs> Power five, a lot of five, a lot of power five schools don't. Yeah. You take like, some like assistant from like the best special teams in the NFL. I don't even know who it is. Take some like assistant and just make him the guy. What's Braden Coombs up to these days? I don't know. It's a good question. That guy. Let's see where is that? I'm gonna Google him real quick. He was a good special teams coach for the Lions. Like honestly. Um, Brandon Coombs. Let's see where is that. Uh, Brandon Coombs, who was this is the last coordinators. Uh, uh the, the lines have to report Northern head coach. Uh, he is not currently employed. I want him as our special teams coach. I didn't see why he got fired from Detroit. Yeah, I mean, the fake punt, like, the fake punt without your coach's permission is... That might be that is That is kind of shitty, but, like, I don't know. It was an interim head coach. Who fucking cares? Um, yeah, I, it's just... Like, this class is solid, okay? Very, it's, it's, very, it's very good. It's the best it was class... built the right way. The like best class like a, in, but I don't give a shit if it's built the right way. That's the thing yeah. I keep coming back to. I, I mean, like care. philosophically in terms of like on the field, like yeah. with the trenches. Right. If you're trying to win in the Big Ten, you this class is constructed the correct way. Like a foundation. The problem yeah. is, is like, okay, we have Andrew DePape and by Job and, you know, these, these big time guys, right? But it goes back to the soccer argument that Taylor Twelman made in his World Cup preview on part of my take. You have these guys, but schools like Georgia and Alabama and fuck even Michigan have two to three of those guys. That's what's missing is the depth. Oh, we haven't even talked about the transfer portal yet. And getting Keyshawn Blackstock out of the 
I, does he count as a portal get or he's or a recruiting because he's, he's technically a recruiting get. Okay. So the portal to me's tummies. Ton, believe it's Tunmise Adelier. Tunmise Adelier from Texas A&M. You, that you big get. get, big get. But again, like there's two to three of those guys on elite teams. And if Mel Tucker wants to build an elite team, he needs to stop pussyfooting with the bag. I don't know how you like how you how you get billionaires to say like okay like whatever to start dropping bags, but just fucking do it. Like I don't. And the thing is, you don't even need the billionaire alumni. Like you just need like the millionaire alumni, and like and like the hundred thousand air alumni. Dream on. Like, you just need guys. You don't need the big-name guys. You just need some asshole lawyer. You just need some asshole injury lawyer to go, here, I'll give $300,000 to this collective. And then the other asshole injury lawyers will follow. And then it's like building from the trenches. You don't start with Dan Gilbert and Steve St. Andre and Matt Ishbia. You should build your bag dropping operations. You start with the fucking personal injury attorneys and then you work your way up. That's how the SEC schools did it. Yeah. They had, they had the personal injury attorneys needing the recruits to drop the bags themselves. That's what we need. And Mel's not an idiot. Mel coached in the SEC. He knows what goes on. No one gives a fuck anymore if you build a if you if you do it the right way. I want to win, motherfucker. That team should have won. This is the other thing too. This team, last year's team on paper, like seven games was like seven games was probably on the nose. Was the baseline. So, if you have enough talent to win seven games and you win five. Guess what? Falls on execution and coaching. It falls on coaching. So if you're if you're serious about sticking with the staff as currently constructed and you're not going to make any changes or additions or or reconfigure, then you got to win nine games. You have to win nine games. You have to beat Michigan. Anything else than that, and you're on the hot seat. I'm sorry. Like if There's they miss no, another, if they miss another bowl game next year, it's going to get dicey. If if they miss a bowl game, you should be fired, straight up. Like I don't even like if you win eight, six to eight games, you're on the hot seat. You miss a bowl game next season, you should be fuck. Mel should be fucking fired. That's a tough check to cat. Uh... This is big boy football. I am holding Mel to the standard he set for the program when he came here. I am too. D'Antonio barely coached, and he got to bowl games (laughs) in those last two seasons. He He did even dozing on the sideline for like most of the game. Then it's like fourth and three, and he's like, now we're going to fake He was playing fucking (laughs) jangle keys with his grandkids. (laughs) <laughs> and they were getting to bowl games. And I'm happy D'Antonio 
is doing well, is happy, looks healthy, all that shit. He's great. But come on, man. I'm not... I'm not ready to fire him if we if we're five and seven next year, but I'm a I it I, I think it just depends, but like You're gonna get uncomfortable. But I but I will be like if this happens year five and we we're pulling in good classes, but just the results aren't happening on the field, and year five is like a we're strong. I'd say even if we get to six or seven wins in year five. And we struggle to make a bowl game. I probably want his ass fired. I'm not ready Scott, to do four, but you you can convince me. You can convince me if we start out shitty next year. I might be going. I might be going to your side on this one. He's got to win nine games. He's got to beat the pretty Hulk allegations. I, I agree Just with straight that. up. I agree with that. Straight up. No, you're. I think. I think we can all be, agree on that. You're a big boy football coach getting paid big boy money in a big boy league. Yep. You gotta you gotta start fucking acting like it. Yeah. It's 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 time to not it, it's time to nut up or shut up. It really is. I'm gonna get very concerned if there's a quarter open quarterback competition next year. And, and ten I, wins. I see that 10 is my nightmare. That is and my worst nightmare. That's a nightmare, dude. Because that either means that the staff is overly loyal to him or Caton didn't beat him. That or Le- or leave it didn't beat him either. <laughs> like I don't see leave I don't see leave it having a great shot if, coming if into Peyton, this year. But like I do think he's really Peyton, talented. Peyton in the fall he'll transfer. That's my prediction. I'm predicting if Peyton Thorne is our starter somehow next year, <sighs> Peyton will be a Fresno State legend. Peyton's gonna go back to the West Coast. That's what's gonna happen. But like. And honestly, he should because, like, you watch Keaton Hauser in film, like, you watch him in the spring game, you watch him, you know, when he was playing against Akron. He's good. He's good. He's so fucking good. Guy can play. And honestly, like, not to get all, like, not to get all Trump won, (laughs) but if, if there's a truly, if there's an open quarterback competition in the spring, and 10 wins that open quarterback competition, then that quarterback competition wasn't open. I'd have to agree with that too, though, just because the staff knows. But the thing is, the staff actually knows, kind of knows Caton more because they recruited him. We know, we know the staff knows, and we know the players know. Yeah. (laughs) Like, and... And that that will be the single most damning personnel decision. Yeah. Since Andrew Maxwell won the job. Until I see Spencer Brown come out as the starting right tackle next year instead of Keyshawn Blackstock, then I'm just gonna be like Unless they move unless they move Blackstock to the left. They move Blackstock to the left, I'd be okay with that. I think I think Rommel has a shot to start day one at left tackle. That would be yeah, and because he did the because he did the reverse D, uh, Devontae Dobbs, where he had a high rank, where Devontae Dobbs had a high ranking, and then he went to the national camps and just looked very out of place. Whereas Rama went to the national camps and dominated Alabama recruits. So let's let's just do this now. Let's do the let's do the O line next year. Our All ideal, right. 
our ideal like starting 22. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is let's, fun. Let's do this right now. So, Lucas, you can chime in when when you feel. <laughs> I'll just I'll just hang out. So, uh, Lucas, who's your starting right guard next to you? <laughs> Let me look at the roster. <laughs> uh, honestly, I, Samac's coming back. I I don't hate Samac. Uh, you know, I think experience at center. Uh, that's the only thing that tracks where you just kind of have to deal with. You just kind of have to deal with someone who's not that great if they're not they're not snapping all over the place, which Samac is pretty consistent snapping. So right guard, I think I think Gino's got it, honestly. It'll be Gino. It'll be Gino at right guard. Right tackle, I'd like to see Blackstock. Um, you know, Spencer Brown if they move Blackstock to the left, but you know, we'll see. Left guard. Um, I think Duplain's coming back. Duplain is coming back, so that'll be that'll be Duplain. Duplain's probably the best offensive lineman currently in the room right now. Yeah. So that'll be a huge that'll be a huge anchor piece, especially if especially if Samac's going to continue to snap the ball. Um, and left tackle. It's either know, Rommel. I think it's either Rommel or Ethan Boyd. Yeah, Rommel or Brandon, or, Bra- or, or Brandon Baldwin, who did a really good job when Horst went out. So yeah, we'll see. The left tackle position is probably the most is probably going to be the most uh, competitive position this year outside of. I'm really okay if it's any of those three. Yeah, that you really can't go wrong at left tackle. So quarterback, it's got to be Kate. It has to be Kate and Hauser. If if Mel if Mel cares about his job security, it'll be Kate Hauser. Has to be him. Running back. We'll see Berger. Berger will be number one. Healthy mix of healthy mix of Nathan Carter. Potentially Elijah Collins comes back if he decides to. I can honestly see it shaking out Nathan Carter, Berger, Barbarian. Not Barbarian. Barbarian. I keep saying Barbarian when I see his name too. Don't worry. Uh, and, then, uh, we, and then we got uh, Jaden Mangum's brother, Jaron. He's going to be in there for like short yardage situations. Goal line stuff. I'll, yeah, you know, yeah, so, you know, like yeah. You so know. on, you know, so on those short yardage situations, like fourth and one, where they'll they'll toss it to him behind the line. Yeah, f- four yards behind the line of scrimmage. You know, if Jay had any nuts, he would put he would put Jaron in in the H back position. He put he put Haywood. In. Okay, For he time. would go. He would go. You need to gain thirty five pounds. I think he's two thirty already. Oh, he is. He's already. He's yeah, he's big. I'd like to get him up to 250, I think. What was what was Hayward playing at his senior year? 255, right? 240? Yeah. Uh, only, only position I, I'm so happy about is that we don't have to see Tyler Hunt on the field. <laughs> like, oh, don't, don't. <laughs> don't count your chickens, buddy. This was his sixth fucking year. If he gets another year, I'm going to. I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna weep. He'll be, he'll be like the Oregon tight end who's going into like his tenth yeah, year. Twenty nine. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna just scream job the entire time I see him on the field. Did you guys see? Did you guys see that North Texas quarterback? He's like, the yeah. portal. He's yeah, gonna be thirty. He's um, gonna be thirty by the time he's done in college. New Brandon so, Whedon just dropped. <laughs> so uh, wide out. Um, I mean, Beyond if Trey. Yeah, well, Keon, they use him in the slot mostly. So Keon will be one in the slot. They put him out wide sometimes. Um, 
I, I'm curious to see if Antonio Gates Jr. will take a step forward. He's going to have to take a big step forward. Yeah, yeah so I think it's right. it's Keon. Trey Mosley comes back for Rico. Uh, yeah, per Rico. Um, I think Tyler per Roman, penis. <laughs> I, I think Tyler Roman is going to be the third guy. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, that's um, that should be in the holiday mood. I shouldn't be this me. I gotta look at I gotta look at our wide receiver depth because I was. Really it's a good thing. It's good thing Tyler Roman goes to an goes to an Aggie school because he's an engagement farmer. I was really hoping we'd have Jeremy Bernard back, and that just stinks. Yeah, that sucks. That that's a that's a big that's an unacceptable portal loss. Like, yeah, that pissed me off so much that we lost that kid. That's an unacceptable portal. But loss. honestly, I think he was homesick. I, I yeah, I kind of wonder if this was going to happen no matter what. That could that could be true, and you know if he's home, if a kid gets homesick, he gets homesick. You know. Yeah, like I wasn't mad at him, but I'm like, fuck. What if if it was our fault? I'd be like, yeah. I don't think it was our fault. We might see Tyrell. Out. We might see Tyrell Henry out there. Maybe Jaron Glover. Um, Mon- I, I think Montori Foster Jr. is not going to get any action if he didn't this year. He's he not going to. He was hurt this year. My uh, my horrible hot take of the year, or whatever. Or my prediction. Yeah. No, I think Jalen Smith has a shot to play early. Yeah. Um. And then tight end, it's it's Malik Carr, um, it should, and then Jack Nichols should get a lot of run. Yeah, Jack Nichols should get some time, and then already um, an elite blocker. I think Ham Faye's yeah. going to transfer. That's my prediction. And then what? Yeah, we don't even know what Ham Faye's doing anymore. I think Hamp Faye's going to transfer. Having an identity crisis on the field. Think <laughs> yeah. than tight end, like who knows? He's the tallest one in the. Uh, well, he and Malik are the tallest tight ends. Yeah. And Evan Hamp, Hamp, Hamp becoming John Lynch would. I might have to. I might have to legitimately eat um, dog cat poop. <laughs> <laughs> if Scotty turns Hamp Faye into John Lynch, that'd be pretty funny. <laughs> Just as long as I don't see number ninety-seven. starting with the letter h on the field i'm gonna be able to get through next year he declared for the draft tyler hunt yeah hey man he's a punter too he's versus we're in we're in peacetime you don't need to declare they'll just (laughs) send you a postcard (laughs) i saw a lot of people declare for draft not just msu but like so many people that i'm like well good for you (laughs) it's Michael Scott. I declare bankruptcy. Like, okay, good luck. I mean, wish you the best. Good luck to him. Uh, so let's let's do defense. Um, what are we gonna do about punter? I'm curious. Ryan Eckley seems to be the guy. Okay, it is him. All right. I was just curious. So defensive. I mean, Winman's coming back. So yeah, he sounds like he's coming back. back. That's cool. Yep. Yeah. So I would like to see Wenman kind of kind of there. It just depends on where they end up playing. Like, is he off the edge or is he a linebacker? I think he linebacker. should come off he the edge because as linebacker, I was watching him in coverage. Oh yeah, ideally you put him at ideally you put him at ideally you put him off the edge. Yeah. Um you put him and then you put two knees in the middle, two knees in the middle, and you can, yeah, you, can play, you can play him everywhere. By job opposite him, and then you know you have to pay kind of rotating in on a 
kind of you have to pay pro rotating in or if you do a four man front you have to pay next to two mys um you still have you still have Simeon Barrow and Derek Harmon yeah defensive line is probably the deepest unit good. on the team I think we'll best yeah honest. best problem to have is who to play yeah linebacker I mean I could see Bogles coming back is he not yeah he's the thing is he's an edge too really like he's like a yeah I don't know I linebacker it's Cal I mean the only two I can really slide in a linebacker right now are Cal and uh should be honestly should be Jordan and Darius and Darius Snow but Jordan Hall should get some run too because yeah gonna be Darius comes back healthy yeah he's been out he's been out in Henderson Nevada you know those (laughs) desert that desert magics hits different and what about oh the the transfer uh committed for the draft? That's right, Alex. No, wait. wait. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, I don't know. No, wait. <laughs> I thought Ben was the transfer. He is. It's just a joke. Just okay. A... Yeah, and then corners. I mean, I like oh, Chuck. Right. I think Chuck. Oh, Chuck. Yeah, Chuck. And then Marky Lowry has just been hurt, but hopefully he can be healthy because he's one of their best cover corners. Him and Caleb Coley, who should get more run this year. And then you put you put Mangum and Tatum back at safety and you just call yeah. it a day. So Mangum. I've heard, uh, I've heard Amir Speed wants to come back for a seventh season. No, I'm good. <laughs> Is he getting on him like the old guy in the office? Michael Dewan. Michael shut the door on him. Yeah, that was um Yeah. Huh? The most misleading a failed prod, a failed, a failed experiment. Yeah, that the most misleading last name I think since uh, I don't know since serial killer uh, since serial killer Jack Nice Guy. <laughs> oh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this team. I mean, it's the most important offseason since I think since post. I I mean, like I don't know, like. Can you say this is the most important offseason since three offseasons ago and have it still have the same kind of stakes that you want it to have? I don't know, but like that's kind of how I feel. Like this is a this is probably gonna be the most important offseason of Mel's tenure. And I think I think a lot of people are gonna be looking for the spring game to see uh the quarterback situation. I think a lot of people are on the edge about that. I'm looking for staff changes, honestly. I don't think I'm looking for staff changes. I'm looking for quarterback. I Harlan, I love you. You're a Spartan dog for life, but it's you got to hang it up, my brother. Yeah, there will be another wave of transfer portal after the spring game because guys will their roles will will materialize a little more or lack thereof. So I don't know. I you know we'll see if they try to. I mean. And I don't know who else is out there for the February signing day. I'm sure there's guys. I'm sure they're still recruiting. So, so can guys sign? Can guys sign? And this is what I, Carter, maybe you can help me on this. Can guys sign NLIs at any point from now until like the at like the signing day in February? I believe they can. Pretty so, sure. So, if there's a guy who was like, okay, I'm committing, I'm signing my NLI, like. December 28th, like that's acceptable. He doesn't have to wait until February. 
It sounds right to me. I mean, theoretically, it sounds like like now's the signing period. Right. Yeah. yeah that's what it sounds it's like. like. I mean, I just I don't know how many like guys where you can't. Yeah, I don't know how many guys out there are, are worthy of that. Um, are worthy of that? It's not my no, job. Mostly everybody it's... signs in December now. Yeah. So I don't know. But like Carter and I were saying before you hopped on, I mean. Yeah, this recruiting class, you know, we all want it to be a little better, but to sign a top 25 class when you're five and seven and D'Antonio maybe got a two or three in his whole career, maybe if that of top 25 classes, I'm I'm okay with that. But obviously I'm not satisfied with five and seven, but this recruiting class could have been a lot worse. So I'll I'll take that for right now with if you don't win eight or nine, if you don't win nine games next year, I'm going to be pretty fucking mad. Like next year uh, is probably the last year that I'll use the like, excuse, the weeding out the D'Antonio kids excuse. Cause right. at that point it's like all his. Yeah. Guys. It's pretty much his whole class. And pretty anyone from the, and anyone from, and honestly, like here's the other side of that coin too, is like anyone from the D'Antonio era who's still there is only there because Mel wanted them there. Right. Yeah. Like, like anyone who is still a Dan, anyone who D'Antonio recruited who is still there, Mel deemed worthy to keep around. Otherwise, he would have put them in the portal. So, like, at this point, like, they're all your guys. At this point, they're yeah. all his guys. Like, yep. that's kind of how I look at it. Even if D'Antonio recruited them, they're your guys because you want it. You told them to, you told them that they could or that. You wanted them to stay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be, but I'm starting to think if, if it hasn't happened by now, it's been almost a month since the season's over. I, nobody's I, getting fired. We're going nobody, into next year with this. Nobody's same, getting fired. And that's, same staff. that pisses me off. Nine games. I mean, that's it. Nine games. You got to beat Michigan. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to put your, if you want to put your reputation on the line for this staff, you win nine games and you beat Michigan. Yeah. If you win, if you win seven games and you lose to Michigan at home, you're you're on the hot seat. If you go seven and five and lose to Michigan at home, you're you're gonna have a lot of people breathing down your neck. Yep, you're gonna have a lot of people. And if this stat, and if you're not bringing in a top fifteen class in twenty twenty four, it's like at that point, it's like how are you not Big Ten East Purdue? Right. Like going seven wins, like yeah. Next year, if it gets ugly again, that stadium's not going to be. I mean, it wasn't full near the end because of the weather, but like that stadium's going to be empty halfway through the year if we're like below five hundred again. Like for the Michigan game, it'll be full because it's Michigan, but like it really could be a um, a storm. Wait, what did they say? What was it last year? They said storm the stadium. No. Raid the woodshed. Raid the woodshed. It really would be a raid the woodshed next year if things are going bad for us. Um, yeah, for sure. I just don't. We'd see a lot of yellow pom poms in the stands for sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just so we could talk some hoops and then wrap up. That's cool. Um, we beat Oakland Wednesday night. I I I saw them give up that run to go down a couple points, and I just turn it off and started playing God of War to cheer me up. But, like, 
I mean, it seemed like we went on a pretty big run, didn't we? We went on like a 20-point run. Yeah. It was, I mean, this is the perfect win. The, like, this is Tom Izzo's ideal win where you get to play the walk-ons and you still have something to bitch about. Yeah. <laughs> because there was like a five-minute run at the start of the second half where it was like, finally, this is what this team should be, surrounded by 35 minutes of what the fuck are you guys doing? The Michigan State basketball experience. Yeah, literally. Five, five minutes of promise, 35 minutes of what the fuck is going on. Yeah, I mean, Hauser did pretty well, though. 16 and four. My, they were putting the ball really well. Yeah, Marty they were putting They were putting the ball away. Madi had some great blocks. A lot of rebounds. Um, you know, we won the we won custody of Andrew Cumbo, so that's so that's good. Rocket with with four points in 27 minutes. He had a rough day. Yeah. I really want to, you know, I wanted him to work out so bad. Oh, yeah. I was I was kind of with Combo. I was a rocket defender. I kind of wanted a better I wanted a better performance out of him today. Just sucks that he, that, that, that didn't happen. I wonder we should have got tried to get Combo on today to be to because he was there pretty close to the action. Like what were your thoughts throughout the rocket the rocket bowl? Like, were you? He's probably sit. I wonder if he wore a half um, <laughs> jersey, a half Oakland rocket jersey, like the Saint, like the Saint Browns jerseys. Yeah, like yeah, the or like yeah, like uh, when uh, Brady Quinn's sister was dating, his, yes, was dating AJ Hawk. Hawk for the Fiesta Bowl. Nice. Yeah, it was yeah. so funny. Um, yeah, I wonder. I wonder if the Izzo did the who? Who's that? For, for Rocket, who, yeah, who cares? You suck. I could never. I could. I couldn't do that to Rocket. I, I. I mean, Izzo. I think. I think messed with him a little too much. Izzo now. set him up to fail. I mean, Is, I think. Izzo I think that's that. right when he left. He's like, I fucked up with Rocket. I really did. And that takes a lot out of Izzo to really admit that shit. Like, because Rocket was kicking ass when we were going to win the Big Ten title in 2020. And he then, was playing next to Cassius. He was playing next to a, a an actual point guard. Yes, and he could just kind of play play freely. So when he had to either either be the point guard, which he's not, or he was playing next to Foster Lawyer or a <laughs> freshman thrown into the fire, AJ Hogard, it just didn't work for him. Yeah. Like like Rocket probably playing next to Tyson Walker would work out pretty well. Oh, well, yeah, that's the thing is sure. Tyson Walker's not really a point guard either. No, yeah, he's more. He's more. He's just a better version of what Rocket is. Yeah, Yeah. it it really sucks. It really sucks that that Izzo didn't go get a point guard in that 2018 class. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were dead set on. They were dead set on Foster Lawyer. Um, yeah, I have no ill will towards Rocket leaving. I don't. I didn't blame him for the way that that season went down. He got a lot of scrutiny from this fan base and and a lot of you know. Sometimes it was unfair, but um. Yeah, I mean, they really are a bad team though. That Oakland team sucks. <laughs> like they're fucking two and eleven. That's yeah. When we were losing to them, I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Why are we losing these guys? If we I lose to a two to ten team, then the tournament streak is in jeopardy. That's what I was about to say. But um, no. I'm, and so, when's our next game? Next Friday against yeah. Buffalo. And they are not really good either. Yeah, Buffalo, December thirtieth at six thirty or at six p.m. And then that following Tuesday, we open up Big Ten, or we do another Big Ten game. Nebraska. The start of the rest of the Big Ten slate. With Nebraska the- ball. 
You know, we got Nebraska ball. We got Hoy ball. Jekyll and Hyde, but we should beat yeah, them. They are. And then the then we got on January seventh, Michigan. Michigan State, Michigan. That's going to be an interesting game. Uh, that's going to be interesting. We need to watch out for Hunter Dickinson taking people out. Um, yeah, Armando Baycott just sunned him. Oh my yeah. God, he just obliterated him. I I I put this out on Twitter. I'm like. You know, every time Hunter Dickinson has gone at that low rent bar stool, Marty Mush podcast, like I can count three times that that's not worked out. Like it, he he said they were going to beat Arizona State by twenty five. I think they lost by twenty five, and then he said they were going to they were going to beat someone else, and they lost to him. And then he said he had said all that shit about MSU. Like if you can't get into Michigan, you can't you go to MSU, which is the dumbest thing to say, which is the most tired thing. It's such a low, it's such a low thing to say. It's so stupid. And, and he wouldn't be going to Michigan anyway. If he were if he was seven foot, he wouldn't be at Michigan. Yeah, he'd be at, I don't know, what other LGBTQ friendly campuses are there with lower <laughs> admission standards. Hunter Dickinson, you are a Western Michigan Bronco. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you even cut it there. I don't know. Glen Oaks Community College in Centerville, Michigan, Hunter, home of Hunter Dickinson. Well, he's from Maryland, so whatever. Probably be going somewhere out in Maryland. Maryland Community College. I'm sure that's a thing. UMBC. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we should. Yeah, we're going to take a little break uh, for the. The loyal listeners, we're going to come back probably the Sunday before the national title game. Um, you know, we'll reflect on January 6th, the second anniversary of uh, Kenneth Walker committing to MSU, um, among other things. And we'll be able what to. Else? Huh? Wait, what else? Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll have a special guest on. Um, <laughs> Spartan Dog said it the other week. Are um, we finally getting Gary McNamara? <laughs> now that, well, I'm sure Don Thomas still has rights to him. <laughs> still, <laughs> still has rights to get him on his podcast for anything else. Yeah, I would. <laughs> fine. Um, that would be. I would probably fall on the floor laughing if we if I actually messaged Gary McNamara was like. Hey, can you come on for like five minutes? We just want to ask you a couple of questions. And then I just mute and just let Spartan Dog ask him where he was on January 6th. That'd be, that'd be like, okay, we need to end the show now. It's it's built to this moment. We're done. I would quit. Like if you yeah. actually got Gary Matt, that would be my last podcast. I would hang I it up. Try, oh, I should just try to message him and be like, hey, we really want to talk to you. Yeah, I would hang up the I would hang up the Yeti. I would hang up the Yeti. I'd be done. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll probably be back in like two two weeks. Uh, talk the talk the three basketball games and um, probably preview the national championship game. Uh, real quick before we go, who do you have in the national championship games? Since we're not going to be on until the till that night or before that. TCU Ohio State because I'm a fucking sicko. Ooh, I have that. I have the opposite. I have Michigan Georgia. I'm gonna I'm gonna now nah, I'll go Michigan, Georgia. I can't say Michigan, Ohio State, because then that probably means we're getting a Michigan national championship. 
No shot that soft-ass Ohio State team beats Georgia. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, like, I think Big Cat said it on part of my take today. Georgia is like Michigan, but, like, on steroids. Yeah, but better. So I'm going to change my prediction. I'm going to go Georgia TC. Mm, That would be fun as shit. That'd be a fun game. Max Duggan has that dog in him. Yeah, He is a dog. Brad Holmes, if you're listening, if it's round five, you know, maybe you get a, maybe there's, maybe you traded back and you got some, and you got some extra picks. Take a flyer on the guy. See what happens. Speaking of NFL, you're probably getting a top three pick now because they just said Aaron Donald's done for the year. I, so here's my thing about the Lions. I watched that Jets game last season. I watched last week. I watched that Jets game last week. And, like you could like I've tweeted like I tweeted it. I'm like, it's so weird because any other like in the previous 75 years of Lions football, they lose that game. Right. They need to they need to win to keep their playoff hopes alive. They need to stay in the hunt. They you know they're they're starting a quarterback who they basically cast it out. Right. In the past 80 75 80 years of Lions football. They lose. They lose, and they resurrect Zach Wilson's career. Yeah, like, if if it weren't a Dan Campbell coach team, Zach Wilson probably throws for, like, four touchdowns. Yeah. They they bring Zach Wilson back from the dead. Yeah. The, the fact that they were able to win, and not only win, win because of a missed field goal. Missed is an understatement. Is just... It's like, it feels weird. It feels weird to have the football gods on your side. Like, I'm like, like, it just kind of feels like I'm being fucked with. Like, I feel like it's building up to week 18 in Lambeau. Both Lions and Packers went in their end. Lex to Sunday night. You see what that And Aaron Rodgers goes, goes ham. Like, this is what I feel like Carter... Tell your dad, I'm right. I'm riding with the Dolphins on Sunday. All right. Let do your they, dad know I'm with them. Do they play the Packers? They play yeah. the Packers Sunday oh, night. Mike McDaniel, hi. Let's go. Let's go. They need to. They need to end those fuckers because yep. they lose one more game, they're done. They're yep. mathematically eliminated. Oh. Did you see what Rogers said after the Monday night game? Like they they said. Uh, you play all the rest of your final three team or games are teams at uh, above 500. And he said, well, one's at 500. Yeah. The one at 500 kicked your fucking ass, you bitch. Like that one at 500 shut you down, dude. The one at 500 fucking had little Wayne talking about you being done, bitch. That I really hope they go in at nine and seven. On Sunday Night Football, if it, if it is we and just fucking shit house these guys, I'm so sick of Aaron Rodgers. I I want them to beat them so fucking bad because I just cannot stand this dude. He sucks. He's just a terrible dude. I think if they miss the playoffs, he's gonna be he's gonna retire or request a trade. One of the two. Where is he gonna go? Indianapolis. You Same are frame. a New York Jet, Aaron Rodgers. San Francisco. Oh my God! Him with Kyle Shanahan—that would. Yeah, all the he's a San Francisco. On that team. Let's say Jimmy G goes to the Jets. 
Yeah, hmm. I could see Jimmy G on the Jets because all they need is a game manager, honestly. Yeah. And I, uh, Lamar comes to Detroit. <laughs> we trade Jared to Atlanta. <laughs> we got <laughs> Carter Landis left. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could be could be my team. I don't know what's going to happen. Well, hey, Carter Ritter, Ritter, I barely know her. Ritter looked like Zach Wilson last week. Oh, Ritter started. Yeah, yeah. it was not pretty. Oh. Well, he's a rookie. You'll you'll never know. Um, I think we know. I think we do too. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that was a pretty good pod. Um, we Lucas, were- you know, I know you like to bitch about the Rams, but oh. know, Bill Simmons has a lot of shit takes. But one of the takes that I agree with was if your team wins a championship, you're not allowed to complain for five years. After they win a championship, you're not allowed to complain. No matter how bad it gets, you are not allowed to complain you won a championship. Well, he's probably complained about the Celtics a lot for your five years between the oh after 08. Maybe. I don't know. I, I wasn't listening to Bill Simmons back then. No, I, I can agree with that. I mean, it's it's cool to get a championship, but man, what a shitty title defense. Like, that's the worst part is like they're four and ten. They're probably gonna finish four and thirteen. Like the, the title defense just sucks. If it were like a year where they were kind of middling. I'd be okay with it, but it just, it's depressing now. Like once Cooper cup went down, I'm like, yeah, I think the dominoes are going to start to fall. Everyone's going to leave. Everyone's going to be done. And I'm starting to think Stafford's going to retire. He said on Kelly's podcast. He's coming back. I'll believe it when I see it. And I, I mean, if he's, I mean, he said it on Kelly's podcast too. So yeah, I'm just being, just being a Debbie downer. I mean, I think when Stafford's healthy, he's pretty fucking good. So I mean, I'll take the good and the bad, the Jekyll and Hyde with Stafford when he's healthy over having to deal with Baker Mayfield next year, which would, I, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'd ever watch it if with Baker Mayfield, um, but whatever it's NFL. It's still going to be fun. Like I love watching that Buccaneers Bengals game. That was fucking insane. Like, did you guys watch that game at all? Yeah. Like all of a sudden the Buccaneers were like, I think I will. I think I will turn the ball over now. It's like they turned on the uh, the turnover machine. Literally, like the bench warmers, mo- like that movie, the bench warmers, when the kids like, hey, he's gonna pitch it right here. They were really like, hey, we're gonna fumble it right here. You take it. Like that was that was insane. Um, yeah. Wait, next tomorrow is when all the games are right. Basically, all the games are tomorrow. Most of the games, yeah. There's three games yeah. on Christmas Day, but then like basically a full NFL slate tomorrow. Then we get. We get Broncos and Rams, which look like a great matchup heading into the year. Like, that was going to be a fun matchup. Now it's like Nickelodeon. Even Nickelodeon's probably like, can we get a different? We can't show this to kids. We can't. Sh- it's going to be like six to three final. And <laughs> yeah, like- it's like the episode of Bluey where they where the dad talks about getting a vasectomy. It's like, we can't show this. Ba- Baker Mayfield's going to win MVP and he's going to get slimed. It's gonna suck, and we make Rockfield versus Brett Rippin. Oh God, the Rippin, the Rippin, and the Terran. No, Ru- Russell Wilson's playing. For. That's no. I think they said Russell Wilson is gonna start Sunday. See, Which, that's the thing. If they give Russ, they I said this on part of my take. If they give Russ MVP, like he's gonna be legitimately. Playable. He's gonna be what? 
he's going to be legitimately grateful. Like he's going to like actually like think it's an honor. This award is the most important award I've ever won. Uh, yeah, like you know, like pushing like, products that he's sponsoring. Yeah, you know who they should give it to. That would that would like be completely pissed that they have to that they have. Neil Ramsey. Yeah, absolutely. Like, if you want the outcome of someone being pissed that they won MVP, you have to give it to Jalen Ramsey, especially if the Rams lose. And he and he does a podcast like the night of a game, like a post game reaction podcast. That would be so funny. Have him just bitch about being slimed and winning MVP. I think he's going to get traded on the offseason. That's my bold prediction. Uh, he's he's going. You want you want him? Yes. Okay, you know we'll, we'll put him. We'll put him opposite Hefe. We'll give him a third. Can we have our draft pick back if we give you Jalen Ramsey? Ha! <laughs> Less yeah. call Brad, Brad, buddy. <laughs> if I got a Seattle owns the Broncos pick. It's currently third um, overall. That is insane. How both of those teams like? I. I I mean, which situation is worse, Rams or Broncos? I'd, I'd argue Broncos might be worse just because they put a quarter billion into Russell Wilson. It's probably yeah, but you can yeah. always get out. You can always get out of a bad contract. The Rams are, the Rams are, the Rams don't own picks. The Rams can't rebuild through the draft. The Rams are by far in the worst situation. We got draft picks next year. We'll turn those into some good players again. What happens? What happens when you trade them for fucking? Uh, I don't know. What happens when you trade it for Adam Thielen? What happens when you trade those picks for Adam Thielen? Kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm I'm done. Like I, Pull, I, I, I don't care. Pull the plug. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm done. I just look at Les Snead. I'll kill you. <laughs> that's not a legit death threat let's need if you're listening um all right that's a pretty good pod we'll wrap it up uh guys stay safe stay warm um ha- happy festivus and uh a merry christmas to everyone merry christmas to you guys it's been a fun year yep and, merry christmas uh, fellas and yes. next year is going to be fun. even more fun uh we'll see everyone in january and uh, happy happy new year as well Enjoy all the football. Enjoy the Nickelodeon game on Christmas Day. It's going to be tremendous. It's going to be a high-octane game. Can't wait. Um, And enjoy the college football playoff and the rest of the bowl games. All right, everybody. One more time for 2022. Go green. Go white. Go white. Go 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 Go